Welcome. This is the Buy High, Sell Low podcast, first edition. Kind of came up with this idea uh, for podcasting back when stock volatility and the game stops and all that stuff was going on during COVID and finally got fired from my job because I sat around thinking about making podcasts all day and um, here I am uh, making the podcast. So uh, got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, obviously, March Madness is upon us. Got uh, opening games tonight. Uh, don't really have any heavy leans there. But uh, looking through the bracket and looking at a couple bets on Thursday that we kind of get the, the real tournament kicked off and kind of excited about it. So uh, kind of give you a little idea of where I was, what I was thinking about. So <laughs> the idea of buying high and selling low in a stock market is how you lose money. And uh, I'm pretty good at that. And so anything I say on here, obviously this is a podcast you want to listen to, the teams not to bet, the stocks not to pick, um, I don't know, shit, life advice not to take, whatever I say, pretty much go the opposite direction and you'll be pretty darn good. <clears throat> so we'll go ahead and kick it off. Uh, you know, I, I think Thursday, the big, big game that I'm looking for as far as betting goes is this uh, South Dakota State. I mean, I think that's a... A uh, <clears throat> big win. I mean, you're taking a small school, uh, getting three points as of today, and going against Providence, who's kind of struggled a little bit coming down the stretch. I think it's a prime position to to pick up a pretty good win there. <clears throat> kind of looking across some of the other ones, you know, Colorado State getting two and a half against Michigan. You know, you got 68% of the public on Michigan. Nobody really giving Colorado State a chance. I think that's a pretty easy bet there. N not really any any opinion on the Boise State Memphis um, line. I mean, it's it's a you know two and a half right now. Opened up at one and a half, kind of following the the money, public money. <clears throat> Obviously, these these big one versus sixteen play. You know, the twenty one points. I'd never give up twenty one points, but I also never bet on Norfolk State against Baylor. So. 17 and a half for, for Tennessee against Longwood. Again, I, I would think that Tennessee would be the side on that, but <clears throat> you know, you got 50 54% of the bets going in on Tennessee and, and lines dropped a half point at even money. So it's just kind of kind of a tricky spot there. Again, I'd I'd leave that alone. Um <clears throat> you got <clears throat> excuse me. You got um Richmond at Iowa Richmond against Iowa. Richmond getting 10 points. Iowa getting almost 70% of the bets. I really don't know much about the Richmond squad, but that's one of those positions. If that line doesn't change much, might might take the 10 points there and, and try to fade the public a little bit there. Gonzaga, another one don't really – wouldn't just wouldn't venture into. Uh, I think Marquette walks all over UNC. Um, real happy with UNC given – Coach K, his curtain call that he truly deserves at Cameron Indoor Stadium a couple weeks ago <clears throat> couldn't have made me happier, but that team's not good, and this Marquette squad is much better than they are. Getting three, you know, only getting 14% of the public bets. Um, I mean, that is hammer time right there. <clears throat> New Mexico State, UConn, I don't know. I, I Something just tells me New Mexico State's going to walk away with a win there. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. Um, 
but I might. But I'm just not telling you to. Kentucky, St. Peter's. Um, you know, we got to be honest here. Uh, UK grad, huge UK fan. Uh, never bet on them, never bet against them. And uh, getting 66% of the bets. Lines moved up two points. Quite honestly, the way Kentucky looked against Vanderbilt and Tennessee, I wouldn't put anybody's money on them. But Vegas seems to think the line needs to go up. And with the percentage of bets going in, I'd say there's some big money going in on Kentucky. Creighton at San Diego State. I keep saying that, but they're all neutral sites. Um, Creighton, San Diego State. Creighton's getting two and a half now. I, I would lean towards Creighton on that one. They've played a much tougher schedule than San Diego State this year, and I think just a proven basketball team um, going up against Villanova and, and Providence, those teams all year long. Uh, the tricky one, um, <clears throat> a lot of Sharps are liking this Vermont squad over Arkansas. Lines dropped from six and a half to five. I'm sorry, I like Arkansas. Maybe it's the SEC homer in me or, or what it is. I'm not really sure, but <clears throat> I don't see that Vermont squad having the talent on the floor that Arkansas has. You know, that, that's the reason they play the game. <clears throat> and, you know, only being a five-point favorite I, is, is a fishy, fishy line. And like I said, I think, <clears throat> I think I'll, I'll steer clear of it. But uh, I think if, you're, <clears throat> if you bet the way I like to bet, I think that five-and-a-half points that you're getting with Vermont – in that situation, it's a pretty solid-looking line for you. Um, Murray State, San Francisco, I cannot believe Murray State is only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It's moved up from a half point. Murray State's getting 68% of the public bet. I mean, that is the squares play of squares plays in this situation, but I, I think Murray State's just a much best, much better basketball team. UCLA, Akron, going to leave that one alone, although Akron's getting a ton of money headed their way, or a ton of bets headed their way. And, um, you know, the line's dropped from 15 to 14. still think UCLA's got a great squad. Tournament ready for coming in from last year. You know, they, they've proven themselves to be contenders on the biggest stage, and, and I think that, you know, you give what the, the quintuple Jays there between Johnny Juzang and – Vasquez, and, uh, you know, it's just you got you got a lot of shooters on that team, and they could probably make a little bit of a run again this year. So it'd be interesting to watch that game. Um, <clears throat> Loyola Chicago, you know, always a fan favorite going up against a beaten up Ohio State team. I think the Big Ten is just way overrated in this tournament. Don't really like anything they've got going for them. Um, but I still just I think that's a horrible spot to bait. Loyola Chicago. Um, I think I, I would I would take Ohio State, but you know all my brackets I have I have Loyola beating Ohio State, and I think it's just because I think I'm you know I'm just not liking the Big Ten this year in basketball, and I think they've got a lot of a lot of spots where they're going to get beat in the bracket. And I'll kind of break down the bracket that I put together um, here in a minute, but just kind of look at the first round games. <clears throat> Auburn obviously not going to. Not going to touch that at 15 and a half points now. <clears throat> Jacksonville State's getting a lot of bets. And um, lines move from 16 and a half, 15 and a half. <clears throat> I think Auburn's probably the spot there, but probably the layoff that one as well. Same with Texas Tech, Montana State. It's just kind of a strange matchup there. 15 points. I, I think Texas Tech prevails pretty handily there, but 
Um, again, probably wouldn't bet that one. Purdue, Yale. <clears throat> Yale getting a bunch of bets. I think Purdue walks through that one, uh, even though my, my Big Ten uh, bias, I still think Purdue just walks through that game pretty easily. Um, Delaware, Villanova. Again, you know, a lot of bets going on Delaware. Villanova only giving up 15 and a half. I think they walk through that game pretty easy. <clears throat> this Friday slate just looks pretty pretty bland. I think you've got a lot of favorites walking through. <clears throat> um, USC giving up a point and a half. You know, that line has dropped from two, even though USC is getting 57% of the bets. I still side with USC on this one. Just kind of the, kind of the square play, but that's a tough one to pick out. Virginia Tech and Texas. Virginia Tech, this is when your buy high, sell low really excels here. Is Virginia Tech is everybody's darling, getting 71% of the bets. One and a half point dog to Texas. Texas is such a much better basketball team than them. Texas beats them by 15. I, I think that's a stone cold lock there when you, you talk about getting in some action on Friday. <clears throat> Chattanooga, Illinois, going to leave that one alone. Chattanooga getting a lot of bets, lines dropping with it. Um, I think, you know, everybody saw <clears throat> Chattanooga win that tournament and, you know, it was on ESPN for like two days because it was one of those early tournaments, and I think that's why everybody's liking it. I think you'd take Illinois there, but, again, that's, you know, seven and a half points. <clears throat> well, you got a motivated team, and then, Again, I, I just I think I'd leave it alone, even in that that kind of situation. <clears throat> Duke, Cal State, Fullerton, yeah, leave it alone. <clears throat> LSU, Iowa State, I think LSU comes out of this one. Uh, lines drop from four and a half to four. <sighs> LSU's got a squad. Uh, I know they're going through some coaching changes. You know the turmoil going there with all that's that's surrounding that program. Um, I. I still think that you've got a much better squad there than than what Iowa State's got and what they're bringing to the game. I I think because of the unknowns, I'd leave it alone. But if somebody made me bet it, I'm pretty sure I'm taking LSU all day in that one. UAB, Houston. UAB, again, you know, everybody's high on them, watched them on television, whatever. Houston's got a hell of a ball squad. They're good. And, you know, giving up eight and a half is a tough spot to be in. <clears throat> you know, when you're looking at that matchup, but I'm, I'm giving up eight and a half and taking Houston all day long there. I think that's a, another 15-point ball game there. Davidson, Michigan State. <clears throat> uh, taking Davidson, small school, motivated. Again, just down on the Big Ten. I just don't don't think they're bringing much talent into this, this tournament, and I think Davidson gets hot, <clears throat> pulls out a close one there, but um, I don't know. Again, I'm I'm the place to to go where where bets go to die. So bet with caution if I tell you to do something. Uh, Wisconsin Colgate. Now here here's the one spot that I think Wisconsin's got a really good team, uh, potential you know runner up national player of the year in in Wisconsin and seven points against Colgate it just seems minute. Even though Colgate's getting sixty five percent of the bets, I'm fading that all day long. I'll take Wisconsin and give up seven there. Seton Hall, TCU, I think you take a coin flip here. Um, you know, I, I think TCU has probably got a little bit more athleticism than Seton Hall. <clears throat> probably takes them a little further in the tournament by one round, and that's going to be all that matters. So when you're doing your bracket, if you want to bet, bet light and know that this whoever wins this game is only going to play one more game in the tournament. 
So kind of looking at that, I you know, <clears throat> kind of moving over to the brackets and kind of went through what what I like as far as picks this this you know first round and kind of the bets I like kind of may have showed my hand a little bit about who I have moving on and who I have getting beat, but kind of go through and we'll, we'll start in the East region because <clears throat> uh, you know I, I think there's going to be no surprise who I have coming out of here as you know kind of being the homer here so. You know, obviously Baylor Marquette in that second round matchup. I like Marquette. I really do. I think they they can move on out of that bracket um, past Baylor and and you know come down to where they're facing a, a good UCLA team, and that's going to be a really good game. I think if we can get that UCLA Marquette matchup, uh, that is going to be a really really strong game. <clears throat> I've got whoever wins between Wyoming and Indiana beating St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a five seeds a joke. Uh, you get that squad out of that cracker box of a gym that they play in and they're not going to, they're not going to compete with a, with a bigger school. Um, I, I've got, I kind of like Wyoming in that spot, but like I said, whoever comes out in that 12 seed against St. Mary's, I, I've got them moving on, play UCLA. <clears throat> then kind of moving down to the bottom portion of the bracket, I got Texas beating Virginia Tech. Obviously, I told you that was one of the better bets that I like in this first round. Uh, Purdue moving on past Yale. I don't think there's much of a game there. Murray State, I told you I, I like them a little bit better than San Francisco moving on. And obviously, Kentucky moving on past St. Peter's. You know, Kentucky moves on past Murray State. And to match up with Texas, who beats Purdue, I think, again, you're looking at uh, quite a bit more the athleticism, kind of what I was saying about TCU. You know, Texas is a little more athletic than Purdue, and I think they're going to give them a real tough matchup. I think Texas moves on, you know, and then obviously you've got to pick Kentucky to move on. I, I hope that this Kentucky squad changes what they had going on in, you know, the, the SEC tournament. I uh, thought they looked pretty weak and really hoping that they can turn it around. You know, Coach Cal comes out with his tweaks and all that stuff, and who knows. But, you know, bottom line is those guys have got to – Pick up the intensity on defense and just you know start making some shots. I mean, get some open looks and start making them. <clears throat> uh, got Kentucky moving on past UCLA and to to go into the Final Four. Um, moving over to the Midwest, you know, start at the top. Kansas. I don't I don't think that's going to be much of a game. Obviously, with the one versus a 16 seed that's playing in, uh, don't really have any leans on either one of those teams who's coming out of there to face them. Um, Got Creighton coming out of the San Diego State game. Mentioned them earlier, and uh, to play Kansas, Iowa, that South Dakota State team again. I think they move over Providence and face Iowa in the uh, the second round. Actually, picking them over Iowa again, but I think again you can you can fade that just because of my disdain for this Big Ten um, basketball season and what they've got in this tournament and the teams that they left out to put in some of these big 10, 10 teams is just a joke. <clears throat> got LSU moving on past Iowa State, Wisconsin moving on past Colgate, USC and Auburn rounding out the bottom of that Midwest bracket. <clears throat> I actually like Auburn to move on past USC. I think they've got, you know, some really strong talent in that and <clears throat> I've got them moving on past Wisconsin, which I have upset, you know, beating LSU in that second round. I was about to say upset, but won't be an upset. Picking Auburn over Kansas or picking Auburn to play Kansas in that uh, Elite Eight game. 
I could see Wisconsin beating Auburn. Again, that is another one of those you know really good matchups that I'd look forward to is that Auburn-Wisconsin matchup at the end of that bracket. I mean, Kansas has got no, you know, no cakewalk through here. I think they got a, a just a terrible four seed in their bracket. But outside of that four seed, they've got a strong um, bottom half of this bracket. So whoever comes out to play Kansas, Kansas is going to give them a game. And uh, even with that being said, like I said, Auburn or Wisconsin moving on, I've got Kansas coming out of there. You know, this is this is where they shine and this is where they do well. So. <clears throat> Kind of moving up to the West bracket, um, obviously Gonzaga's going to move on, you know, past that first round. Uh, again, no real lean on that Boise State-Memphis game. That's a real true coin flip. Should be a good game, but who knows. Uh, got New Mexico State moving on past Connecticut. <clears throat> then Arkansas uh, beating New Mexico State in the next round. I got actually Arkansas moving on past uh, Gonzaga. Again, might be, you know, when you look at this uh, <clears throat> upper half of this bracket, uh, my SEC love for the teams in this league this year and how tough they played really shines through. I mean, I got you know three SEC teams out of these two brackets, this upper half of the bracket in the Elite Eight. Um, kind of crazy, but again, I'm not saying that I'm smart. I'm just telling you what I do. Take it or leave it. Um, <clears throat> got Alabama moving on past that uh, Rutgers-Notre Dame game. Again, that's a joke. Um, Texas Tech moving on past Montana State. Davidson over Michigan State and Duke moving on. Obviously got Duke moving past Davidson, which would make me no – nothing would make me happier than seeing Davidson knock off Duke in that second round, uh, seeing Coach K home early. <clears throat> uh, I do have Alabama moving on past Texas Tech and then not taking down Duke. I think that's a, a tr real true long shot there. Alabama can play in spurts and play really good basketball for short periods of time. But, you know, to go in here and win a game over Texas Tech and a game over Duke, you know, even though it's split by weekends, it's still a lot to ask to keep a team that hot. So it would be, be interesting to see, you know, especially that Alabama-Texas Tech game. And then uh, Arkansas-Alabama game, you know, in the Elite Eight. And I got Arkansas moving on out of that bracket. <clears throat> um, like I said, that's, that's you know, that's that bracket's riddled with – with upsets and, you know, Gonzaga, you know, a lot of people said they got a tough bracket, I guess, because they got Duke in that bracket. But, um, you know, I mean, they they really, you know, when you look at Arkansas and Alabama, um, Boise State, Connecticut as a five seed, I mean, that, that bracket's not that tough. I mean, Michigan State is a seven seed. I mean, there's people that say Michigan State shouldn't even be in the tournament. <clears throat> uh, moving over, Arizona. You know, obviously they're one seed over in this bracket. I got them moving on to play TCU um, in that second round. And I, I actually like TCU to kind of upset Arizona in that second round. Uh, Arizona's shown that they can play down with their competition this year, and I think that could be something that could happen in that second round. Playing back-to-back -back games, you know, easy walkthrough with um, <clears throat> Wright State um, or, or Bryan in that first round. Wright State probably going to take that one if, if you really want to know how I feel about it. But. Um, I think TCU, you know, catches Arizona on a little bit of a letdown, and TCU walks away with that one. They're gonna move. I got them moving on to play Houston. Uh, no surprises there. Houston, Illinois, moving on. Houston upsetting Illinois, but I think they'll be favored in that game if that comes to fruition. <clears throat> then uh, moving down, uh, Tennessee, you know, moving on to play Colorado State. 
Um, not not a lot of upsets going on here. The only thing, you know, got Loyola Chicago moving on past Ohio State, but I really think Ohio State can can beat them. I don't know if we can see another year with, with them really being that, that Cinderella story. But you know, I've got I did I did have them moving on past the first round to play Villanova. Villanova beating them to take on Tennessee and you know, Tennessee moving on to play Houston after Houston uh takes care of TCU um in that uh sweet sixteen round. And then Tennessee moving on out of that bracket. So yeah, go figure. I got uh three SEC teams in the final four, which seems kind of laughable to be honest with you. And I think we all know that's not gonna happen, but would be uh pretty big, you know, for for the conference to show that, you know, they're a true powerhouse in the in the big sports, you know, between football and basketball. Which I think they are, but you just a year after year you sit there and you look at these SEC teams SEC teams that make the tournament and they never perform well. They really don't. I mean you always see, you know, these this the stats come in and how the conferences have done. I mean I, I would have liked to seen Texas A and M get in the tournament. I think they played very well in the SEC tournament, and I think the committee just said basically that tournament didn't matter. I mean, when you look at the seedings and how things have gone, Tennessee getting a three seed, Kentucky getting a two seed. I mean, let's be honest, Tennessee throttled Kentucky, Tennessee, and then you know, you know, I got I got got pretty close there at the end of the SEC tournament, but you know, I think we got to be realistic with ourselves and say, you know, Tennessee handled Kentucky pretty well. Um, in that SEC uh, semifinal round. So, you know, I think they just – the committee just completely ignores, you know, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday of those basketball games. Um, anyway, like I said, that's, you know, it's just said and done. We can only bet on and pick the teams that are in the tournament now. So, Texas A&M didn't make it in, but I think they – I think they're the ones that really truly got robbed in all this. Um Kentucky, Arkansas. I think Kentucky beats them. I think again. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, Tennessee, Kansas. I mean, that would just be if Tennessee plays Kansas in the first round of the Final Four. I mean, you're talking about just an absolute knockdown, dragout battle. That'll be uh, got Tennessee moving on to play Kentucky in the final, and then Kentucky winning, you know, 64-62 in a close game. Um, <clears throat> you know, we'll see uh, if if I can get. I don't know, <clears throat> five games right this year. I'd probably be an improvement over last year. So, <clears throat> you know, moving on. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the, the tournament for you. I kind of ran through that pretty quick and uh, kind of got, I don't know, sideways on some shit, I guess. But, you know, really, I think the two, two big takeaways are um, my money's going to be on South Dakota State, uh, Texas, those are going to be the big ones. Marquette, I think, is a first-round strong bet, and uh, yeah, I think those are the those are the real you know big heavy leans. Uh, Davidson's small, small lean on that one. Colorado State, I think you can get some decent action there, but outside of that, I think the the lines are so tight that I would I would stay away from from a lot of these these bets. <clears throat> Uh, I guess the, the only outlier of that might be Houston uh, taking on UAB on Friday. I, I, I still think I'd give up eight and a half points in that game and go for it. So, um, moving on, outside of basketball, um, love golf. Uh, huge, huge golf fan. 
really enjoy watching, playing, sucking at golf. Um, just, just one of those things that it's one of the most frustrating games in the world to play. Um, you just, you just never know. I mean, like I said, you you have those rounds where you hit the ball halfway decent. You think you're actually halfway good at it, and then you know you throw up a nine on a par four, and you you know come back to life. <clears throat> you know, but you know it's one of those things. I, I you know up until here recently played basketball a lot, pickup games and that kind of stuff. But you know, golf's one of those things that you can stay competitive in and continue to play later in life, unlike basketball, which I've found out very recently that it's tough to continue to play later in life. Um, I think, you know, picking out right winners is incredibly difficult in golf, you know, when you're talking about betting on them. I mean, you get, you know, Dustin Johnson this week at the Valspar, 18 to 1, you know, Abraham Answer at 35 to 1. It's just, it's it's wild. Uh, it's, it's just very difficult. Victor Hovland at 12 to 1. Where's, uh, What's JT at? I think JT's playing this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, JT's, you know, 10 to 1, right? You're getting 10 to 1 money on JT after the round that he put up on Thursday. I mean, yeah, he kind of withered away, but, I mean, Jesus Christ. You know, between having the luck of the draw this past week at the players and just fighting the the stress that was – you know, get up, go warm up, go play three holes, and then, you know, get called for darkness. You know, just the ups and downs of that shit and just the wear and tear on those guys trying to get up and get ready because, you know, these guys aren't aren't like your average day golfers who <clears throat> walk out to the driving range, hit five balls, high-five their buddy, load up a beer cart, and go hit, the you know, the, 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 the first tee. You know, these guys are out there for hours, putting, grinding out, making swing changes, you know, just the data that drives their golf games now, you know, gathering that data on the driving range before they ever go out. And, the, you know, it, those guys didn't half-ass it on, on Thursday and Friday. You know, if they if they had three holes they were going to get in, they went through their warm-up routine and did everything just like they were going out to play 18. So, you know, Cam Smith, you know, God, what a round he had on, on Sunday. Or, shit, Monday, sorry. He had a you know tremendous round on Monday. You know I think he ended up with like five pars, a total on on his final round. Uh, came out really hot. Got up there, made uh you know made made a little pressure on those top guys and the you know the guys that were at the top of the leaderboard. A lot of I'm gonna say unproven names. Cause it sounds kind of shitty of me being a fat slob behind a microphone talking about guys that are out there actually out there making paychecks playing professional golf but you know it's <laughs> mental game in golf is so so important and uh you know that seeing cam smith come out proven guy great golfer come out and start lighting up the scoreboard and get up there at the top i'm sure some of the guys looked around you know the oh shit factor kicked in so anyway kind of moving on you know looking at the valspar you know i think you got to look at obviously the the heavy favorites here and you know I'm not really seeing any any numbers that jump out to me. You know you get a Brooks Kepka at 35 to one. Obviously the guy knows how to win in big situations. Usually I've noticed that he kind of uses these tournaments 
that aren't majors is kind of practice. And you'll see him kind of change his game around, you know, and after he threw up a nine over, what was it, 81 um, in his second round, what's he going to do this week? Who, who knows, right? But, you know, 35 to one on a guy that's, you know, got the majors championship, you know, history that he does and, and the golf game he's got, not a bad number. I mean, should you know? I mean, hell, even ten to one on JT. Um, I mean, yeah, you put down a hundred, you're getting a thousand back. Yeah, it's golf and it's unpredictable, and who knows? He might end up not making the cut. But I mean, you get get something like get a number like that. I mean, get a number like thirty to one uh, on Shane Lowry. I mean, he kind of finished up last week strong. If he's not, you know, doesn't have the shit beat out of him this week, starting off, um, great. Uh, Tyrell Hatton, you know, Hatton finished, you know, kind of up and down that last round. But, you know, put his name in there, 25 to 1. I mean, somebody I would look at, and I think there's a lot of value here, is, you know, you got Brian Harmon, who on the Texas swing, not the Texas swing, the the Florida swing of the, the PGA tournament, seems like he's always on the leaderboard. Yeah, I know he doesn't win a lot, but when you're talking about getting 130 to 1, on Brian Harmon this week, I mean, shit, put put down twenty bucks, right? <clears throat> I mean, that's that's a that's that's a good number for him. Um, you know, you kind of get down to the bottom. There's there's a lot of other guys down there. <clears throat> I'd love to see Harry Higgs actually start winning some golf tournaments because he's so fun to watch. But you know, at four hundred to one, I still don't think I'd put money on him to win. So take that to the bank if you're looking to make some money this week. Bet on Harry Higgs because I don't like it. Um, yeah, and then just kind of looking forward, you know, Masters is a month away, and you start looking at how some of these guys are coming in and how they're playing. I mean, Cam Smith's got two wins this year already. Obviously going to, you know, take some money, but I still don't think that he's going to be favored to win over, you know, the Rory's and the JT's and those guys. Um, you know, you, you got some good value there on him coming into to the Masters for, for betting-wise. Um, I think, you know, his game sets up well, I think. He's not super long, but just hits, hits balls good. And Jesus, if his putter stays as hot as it was this weekend, I mean, I think he could walk away with a green jacket pretty easy. Um, but you know, that, that, that place has a way of surprising you. I mean, nobody really picked Hideki last year. Uh, he kind of came out as a surprise and then ended up, you know, look at what Hideki did the rest of that year. I mean, what a, what a great year Hideki had, you know, after kicking it off with a Masters win. That was a hell of a year. <clears throat> so I think, I think uh, you know, I, I would might, uh, if I get more than one listener, which will probably be me, I might, you know, follow up a little bit longer and go into more depth with the, the Masters kind of preview and stuff as the tournament starts to wind down and kind of follow up on how terrible my picks were. Um. You know, just kind of the other thing, you know, this this whole thing kind of started through, um, you know, kind of dabbling in stocks. I wouldn't say that, you know, I was playing with a lot of money, so probably made some poor decisions. Obviously, you know, got into the uh, AMC theaters, made a little bit of there, uh, did the Dogecoin for a minute. You know, one of the ones that here recently, <clears throat> you know, kind of bought into is this SoFi thinking that, you know, they're, you know, their names all over the stadium at the Super Bowl. They're going to do great. They come out with, 
earnings that exceed uh, expectations. And uh, just this week, they hit a 52-week low. So, you know, I had a little bit in there <clears throat> playing with it. And, I mean, there, there's no reason for that stock to be hitting a 52-week low. It's only had good news. It's only had good publicity. And I think the only thing going against it is the fact that I own part of it. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, you, you get, I, I can't reiterate enough um, how important it is not to bet or take the stock picks that um, that I that I say that I talk about on here because I am the world's worst um, when it comes to that stuff. So, uh, really, and it's it's always funny is you know I was you know kind of when the COVID pandemic hit and all that shit and oil prices dropped to the floor and all of a sudden it was like you could buy you know Marathon or PBF stocks for real cheap, got into Valero, got into Exxon. And I was like, hey, you know, these this is going to turn around. You know, the election happened. You knew that the the new administration was going to kind of put a squeeze on some of the energy sectors and those kind of things. And you kind of saw the writing on the wall that, you know, oil prices were going to go back up real high, you know, when from when they were at a negative uh, during, you know, the pandemic. So, you know, I was big on buying into those and, you know, got all four, got, got those four big ones. I mean, you look at companies like Oxy, um, one, one that I missed, I had, you know, years ago, I had, you know, a little bit in that Fang, um, F-A-N-G, which is uh, Diamondback, which they're, you know, exploration company. And, you know, I had a little bit of them. I missed that one on this go around, but, you know, I started seeing some returns and they, kind of bounced up and bounced down, bounced, you know, so I, you know, took my little bit of, you know, my three cents that I, you know, made off of those, holding those uh, stocks and uh, turn around and now look at where they're at. You know, I think I sold out of PBF when it was like $8 or $9, which like I said, I made money on it, but you know, it's sitting there today at $20 a share. Kind of makes you sick to think about what could have, should have happened if you just listen to yourself and have some, um, perseverance in it and, and hold on to what uh, hold on to what you got and let it work for you and uh, where I'd be right now I mean if I'd have bought into Fang back when the pandemic happened I think it was at $30 a share and it's sitting over 120 it was at 100 almost 140 last week I think so again let me be the uh, you know your, your guinea pig and let me tell you what not to do because I'm pretty good at picking losers <clears throat> So, um, I think I kind of ran through that stuff. Like I said, I just, you know, got fired a couple weeks ago. So I'm sitting here, not much to do. Got the opportunity to sit down and bullshit on a microphone and talk about all the stuff that I really don't know shit about. And, uh, yeah. So I hope, you know, we can get a couple people to listen and see what happens. And maybe I'll keep doing this. I'll probably put out another one or two, um, headed down to Florida this week to do a little golf, a little fishing and, uh, a little bit of gambling on basketball. I'm sure there'll be a horse race in there coming up. You know, that's another one that I really get into is horse racing. This week's kind of slow for it. Do have, uh, Dubai coming up in two weeks. And then obviously, you know, start really hitting that derby prep season, you know, with the uh, the Wood and the Arkansas Derby and, 
get into the bluegrass stakes and those kind of things. So uh, we'll be kind of diving into some more of that uh, if if I don't have a job or if my you know if I feel like getting back on. So kind of looking forward to that. Um, obviously, this weekend is going to be nice. Get through the first two rounds of the tournament. We got a pretty nice setup down there. Go to the Gulf and do some uh, redfish. Have a pretty nice little cookout Friday night. Eat some fish and watch some basketball. Uh, it'll be it'll be a good time. Um, so <clears throat> see if I can't not lose a fortune playing golf to my buddy, which has absolutely kicked my ass the last couple of weeks we played. Started out the season pretty good. You know, he thinks he's Tiger Woods and keeps telling me he's going through swing changes and all this bullshit. And uh, took some money off of him the first couple of rounds of the year. And then uh, the last two rounds, he's absolutely beat my brains in. So <clears throat> see if we can't turn it around this weekend, get some warmer weather, you know, get my old bones loosened up down in the south, get some nice 75, 80 degree weather. Get out there and get swinging a little bit. So I haven't, uh, you know, my wife and I, we like to travel quite a bit. Um, really enjoy it. I think it's one of the things that really keeps us keeps us strong together is because we have such a love for traveling. I am habitually packing at the last minute. Uh, and I'm talking like, hey, we've got to leave in an hour to go get a plane. And that's when I start packing my bag. I'm not flying out till Thursday. Today's Tuesday. I'm not flying out till Thursday. My bags are already packed. I've already inventoried my golf bag. Like I am ready to get out of this cold weather and go go to the sunny, sunny state of Florida for the weekend. And uh, would never tell my wife that I'm more excited about this than any trip with her. But I think it's just the timing of it. I'm ready to go. She actually mentioned the other day that she's ready for me to get out of the house too. So I don't think she'd be too upset if she if she knew I was real excited about this trip. We go every year down here and do this. Oh, it's always a great time. Great host. Um, takes care of us. We don't want for anything. And for a trip to be this fun, it sure is cheap on us, um, you know, to go down. I mean, we basically, he feeds us. He, he gasses the boat up, takes us out. He cleans the fish. He cooks the fish. We just sit around and drink and bullshit the whole time. Uh, probably get the card table out, play a little poker. Those guys, you know, the dealer choice game gets kind of stupid and wild, and uh, it's super enjoyable uh, just watching some of the dumb stuff that we come up with to gamble on. So uh, it'll be pretty pretty cool. Um, I guess I'd tell you guys a little little bit about me. Um, grew up, you know, in the central Kentucky area. Uh, went to school at UK. Uh, big big basketball fan. Um, love love going to the games, love watching the games. Um, getting older now, so I enjoy watching the games from home more than going. We, uh, my brother and I, we went to uh, the Duke Kentucky kind of kickoff classic game that they have every year. That one was up in Indianapolis. We actually got tickets, went up to it, and just sitting on the bleachers and that just packed gymnasium. And I I said at that moment, that's probably gonna be the last basketball game I attend in person uh, I will still go to a baseball game won't be going to the Reds games anytime soon until they change ownership that 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 team I, I don't know Jesus what the hell they're doing up there um, I mean you finally get some good solid young talent and you're building a team 
around them. And then you just, I mean, it's a its a goddamn fire sale. I mean, it really is. Like, what they're doing to the Cincinnati Reds team right now is just, and, and the bad part is they're getting all these draft picks and prospects and all this shit, and all they're going to do is end up paying them for four or five years, get them up to where they're worth something on the trade market, and do the same shit again five years from now. I think I'm going to be a Mets fan. I think that's where I want to be. I, I like their hat. And that's why I'm going to pick the Mets. I like the, the the hat the Mets have. I really like it. I think I'm going to go buy me a Mets hat. I'm just going to be a Mets fan until the Reds change ownership. Just done with them. Um, anyway, Jesus Christ. Um, so graduated from UK. Um, went to the Army uh, of all places to uh, uh, really grow up, right? Uh, I was still a child and, and for... for uh, all intents and purposes, and really went to the army to grow up. Uh, you know, people thought I was crazy with the college degree. I actually enlisted. I was in the infantry for a couple years, and then uh, decided it was time to get my commission to kind of look at what I was going to do outside of the army. You know, in the private sector, I really wanted to get some leadership skills in front of me. So, got my commission through OCS, Officer Candidate School, in the army. Uh, Finished out my obligation and, and jumped out into the real world and uh, been, you know, around the Kentucky area ever since and, you know, just kind of making ends meet right now and uh, starting this podcast and see how it goes. Don't really think I'm going to get rich off of it because, A, when I listen to the playback and I hear my voice, I hate it. Um, I'm an incredibly terrible gambler. So unless you find a way to pick the ones that I know that I really like and you can fade them and make money off of them, uh, I don't really know why you'd listen to this podcast, to be honest with you. And I think that's the biggest reason I, you know, sat and thought about it for two years um, about making it. it was I really thought, like, why the fuck would anybody want to listen to this? Like, I don't want to hear what I have to say. I rarely talk. I don't say I rarely talk. I, I, when I get in a conversation, I talk, but... I don't know. I just don't know why anybody would want to listen to anything I have to say. So um, the fact that I'm sitting here doing this right now is kind of surprising to me that I'm, you know, actually talking into this little black box and think that anybody gives a shit. <clears throat> so anyway, um, what's what's on the horizon, I guess? Uh, you know, springtime's here. Golf season's here. Uh, excited about it. But uh, I better you know, find a job, you know, real quick, stop worrying about this shit because, uh, I'll get fired at home and that'll be the second time I've been fired this year if, uh, I don't go find a real job here real soon. So, um, I also noticed, and I've caught myself several times throughout this process and I hope it hadn't been too annoying, but I have caught myself saying, um, a lot. And I know that's not professional as somebody that has a journalism degree. I should know better and I should probably be speaking better and be a little more refined and polished, but I'm trying to make this relaxing and just sit here and talk, and that way I just can continue to roll on. I find myself, if I kind of script myself and try to be refined, uh, again, said um, again. <clears throat> so if I, if I do that, I find myself kind of locking up and not wanting to talk and not letting things free flow. Uh, I guess is, is how I want to put it. So I hope my voice hasn't annoyed you. I hope my ums haven't annoyed you. 
I'll try to do better. And uh, let's see how this first week of the tournament goes, and uh, we'll see if we make any money. And maybe I might need to go back and change the name of the podcast to Buy Low, Sell High, which would be the appropriate idea. But uh, I'm not going to hold out a lot of hope for that. Uh, history pro- has proven itself over and over again not to be the fact that I can actually make any money gambling. So really appreciate those that, that actually tuned in and listened for whatever reason, however you found this. Because quite honestly, I'm not even sure how I'm going to put this on the internet yet. Uh, so if you found it, you listened, you like it, I guess you subscribe or like it or whatever the hell you do. And uh, we'll see if we can't uh, start turning this thing around a couple times a week and, I don't know, at least find some teams you want to fade and stay away from and some horses that you know not to bet on. Appreciate your time, everybody.